Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode is a little bit different than usual. We're going to be doing a mini-sode to fill in between the 1991 and 1992 seasons. I'm your host, Michael. John's in the, on the other side. What are we doing this episode, John? Uh, we decided to uh, go and think about what our ultimate comic book teams would be. Yeah, we got a few episodes of these, I think. I think we get maybe three episodes. Yeah, yeah, this, like... I guess what Teen Titans. Yeah, so yeah, Teen Titans. Maybe JSA. I don't know if you're a JSA guy, but X Men, of course. Uh, what are some of the other yeah. big teams? Well, I mean, I I did mention like we could probably do champions since there we are could, a couple of yeah. champions. Yeah, well, we could do we could do a weirdo team defenders. where we include champions, invaders, defenders. You know, all the oddball teams, Alpha Flight into one mega team. Well, actually, yeah, we could probably do that. Although, considering that Alpha Flight is now kind of a... is basically like Sword now. Oh, are they now? I, I've seen that they changed a bunch. I, of course, if you grew up in the 80s and early 90s, Alpha Flight was a big Canadian team. They, they keep trying to come back, but they only last like a year. And the, now they're like reconfiguring the whole team. Because remember Captain Marvel was part of the team for a little bit. She was leading it, but it was only a few members of Alpha Flight. And... I don't know, it just seems like one of those teams that just cannot lock down what worked so well in the early 80s. Well, partially it's because I... They really want to have some sort of cohesion with their movies as well as their comics. So they kind of... They'll kind of throw things around in a weird way to... Uh, uh, well, let's have... Since we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, let's have our comics start reflecting a little bit more cosmic, uh, yeah, you know, stuff. So we're going to have A Force and now Alpha Flight as being this because Sword has now been co-opted by the X Men. Yeah, ten years ago, the best, the absolute pinnacle of Alpha Flight was the post Fear itself run. Um, it's the Greg Pak run. It was only like nine issues, but it's the best that they've ever thrown at you. Even better than the John Byrne years, if you ever are interested. I think I've read some of those. I'm it's so trying to remember. All right, so uh, the main teams that we're going to be doing are the two biggies, you know, JLA and Avengers. And we're picking, the rules were, now I did this once before, like three years ago with someone, and I said build your perfect, is like choose your own Avengers team. I didn't lay down any ground rules, so he started picking people like Doom and Galactus, and I was like, ah, fuck. It's <laughs> not what I meant. Um, so these are the rules of any of these that we choose. Um, you can only have one of the big three of any of these teams. You have seven team members, and you have a choice, just going with favorites or st a strategic way of building a team, and you chose strategic. I didn't hear. I didn't. I don't think we did a uh, a cap on how many members. Oh, really? I thought we. I did don't seven. remember. Well, there, how many there, do you have? <laughs> uh, well, we can get into it. We'll All right, you got double digits. <laughs> Somewhat. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, no, I gotta write these rules down. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, I only have seven members. Um, maybe I'll have an emergency backup. I got one in mind that I wanted to add. I didn't. Um, all right, so would you want to start off? Sorry, I can't talk today. What do you want to start off with? Well, let's go with JLA. Okay. Well, how did your team? How is your team built? And you do that while I go grab something to drink real quick. I can still hear you. Okay. Though. All right. Well, basically, kind of my version of the Justice League would have technically would exist have two teams 
that uh, it kind of co you know work work doing specific specific aspects of what would be needed. Oh, like in, in the, in the in Justice League Europe and Justice League America of the late '80s, early '90s. Kind of. You basically have the face team. You have the you have the team that's out there who's doing all the superheroic. Oh, stuff. okay. So you're talking actually like mid '90s when we had Extreme Justice and Task Force. Remember Task Force at all? I don't remember Task Force. Although I was kind of thinking this would probably end up maybe being effectively Batman and the Outlaws or yeah. What so the team? what it was is Martian Manhunter was uh, doing smaller scale kind of under the radar black ops, and he would choose members based on the need of the mission, kind of like that show. Uh, Justice League Unlimited. It was always uh, Mar Mar. I was in Marvin the Martian, Martian Manhunter, and then whoever he chose. So every few issues, it would rotate teams. Yeah, and and that's the idea. Is like I thought about this and went, the Justice League in general seemed to really be very shitty at dealing with smaller threats. Right. Like they they always seem to get blindsided by something that uh, if they actually had a you know, clandestine black ops team, someone could actually, like, take care of things while, you know, Apocalypse, you know, uh, not Apocalypse, but uh, Darkseid shows up and all the people from Apocalypse are there. And, yeah. You know, oh, well, I mean, if you think about some of the teams, they got wiped out by really small time. Like the Royal, was it Royal Flush Gang? Was the first adventure of the the Dematis uh, run of 86? I mean, that's, those, that's small scale compared to everything that would go on during, like, the Grant Morrison years. But, yeah, and that's what I thought. Like, kind of went, okay, you know, we have this face team for you have Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, the John Stewart Bla uh, Green Lantern, Cyborg, Fl Barry Allen Flash, and then Nightwing and uh, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. Okay. So, you, so you, you know, you get, you get your... Uh, you get your you know, powerhouses with Superman, Wonder Woman. Uh, you got your tech and science bros, uh, Cyborg and Flash, and Blue Beetle a little bit. And then your strategy with Lantern and Nightwing. And, but then you also, because you have Nightwing, you have Batman with a sense of humor. True. Now, Batman is going to be leading a secondary team that's basically, like I said, kind of Black Ops. So you have Oracle, Martian Manhunter, Batman, uh, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. Uh, John Constantine, Black Canary, and a lot of this is also kind of needs of the, you know, when needed, of course. Right. Also. Like Black Canary, Huntress, uh, Plastic Man, and the new 52 version of Animal Man. Okay, okay, yeah, so y your team, yeah, based on different needs, so you have the big global scale, the ones that are going to, like, the UN meetings and, and taking on, like, global, big, big, dangerous, but you also, like, while you're taking care of that, you also are ignoring all the smaller stuff. I guess that's why DC kind of introduced uh, the Outsiders during the 80s and trying to think of some yeah. of the other teams that were going on during that time. But it does seem like there's always a niche for street-level characters that are needed. And they've tried to do that in the Justice League so many times where they add you know, the lower-level guys with the big leaders, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. is like You always kind of need to have this... Uh, like I said, there's grand threats. You read these comics, and it's always something big. And then, like you said, you know, you get you get something small. Like, uh, oh god, was it Identity Crisis? Where it's really the most, the simplest, smallest threat is the thing that really unravels the Justice League. And it's like, well, if you had 
actual detectives doing detective work while, you know, while Justice League is out doing punchy punch stuff, shit probably wouldn't have gotten as bad necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't. I went more big global scale because I was thinking like later where we build like you know the Outsiders or Suicide Squad. That's another one we could do. We could do Suicide Squad where we can also include like members of the Secret Six and uh, what was the other team that they had? Oh God. Remember. But um, yeah, so I tried to build a team that covered every style of uh, threat that could come to them. Um, were you done with your team? I'm sorry. Yeah, oh no, that's that's pretty much I There are like reserve members that would also kind of throw in a little bit. We're again, kind of in that global frequency or heroes for hire kind of way with like additional people. It could be called up like the uh, Renee Montoya's question. Yeah, you know, yeah for detective miracle. stuff. And, you know, I thought about like Blue Devil because he's handled like he can, he, you know, he has lots of strength and whatever, but he could also hand mystical stuff. Um, you know, in creepy Necronomicon kind of, uh. <laughs> yeah. but I didn't include yeah, that... those. I really had, I wrote, I crossed out names. Um, and I kind of want to go for people that were off the normal beaten path that would also cover what the team needed. So, um, so I went through the whole parameters and I picked up team members from every single run. Uh, did you focus on any particular run or you just went through the whole gamut? I just kind of went through the whole gamut and kind of went, who would I, if I were writing these comics also, it was kind yeah. of what I went. It's like, how would I be doing this? Yeah, I chose a couple people that weren't necessarily known for being in uh, Justice League. I think a few were actually more known for Justice Society. But, um, so I chose, uh, when it comes down, you got to have, for me personally, you got to have a Flash. Um... And I didn't go with Barry, or maybe I should have strategically because he's the science guy. Um, but I always thought Wally was better, uh, a better hero, a better uh, at, at, at you know capitalizing on what the Speed Force can do. He really was light years ahead, joke intended, of what Barry could do until, of course, they brought him back and they kind of reconfigured a little bit that he was, you know, so knowledgeable because um, it didn't seem like he really tapped in until after uh, Brightest Day. Um, I went with Green Lantern, and as much as I love Kyle, Hal is the leader. He's the one who's a master at strategy uh, and building teams, and his power is just unbelievable, and he handles the cosmic. Um, for pure strength, and I think she's highly underrated, and I think a lot of it is because people focus so much on her boobs, is Power Girl. Okay. Right. Um, now, for a dirty, you know, scrapper, someone who's just savage uh, smarts and uh, also highly underrated, and I, I thought that, you know, everybody goes to Hawkman, but Hawkman's uncontrollable. He's never really been good as part of a team, but Hawkgirl is. Okay, well, I can see that. Um, for magic and other worldly things, we have Dr. Fate. Mostly known as the JSA member, but he was a big part of that early reboot in the 80s. Um, Dr. Faye, good, good, good. So, with science, now this has to be the combo of, uh, I can't remember the other guy, but it's uh, it's Firestorm, but the original version with the Doctor, whatever his name was, um, and then Ronnie Raymond. So they handled the, the, the science aspect of it, but they can also, the fact that Firestorm's ability is he can basically alter the chemistry of everything and change it into something else is highly underrated. And my final team member is, I think, maybe the, one of the most powerful 
people in the whole DC universe and nobody gives him any respect whatsoever. He was only on the Justice League for a very short run. But Geostorm controls the fucking planet. And no one ever talks about how unbelievably powerful it is. And, and if he ever turned, you know, he would be even more dangerous than his sister Terra by a long shot. Yeah, it's like, I, when you said the name, it took me a second. I'm like, Geostorm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I sorry, Geoforce. I said, isn't Geoforce? Did I say the wrong thing? I think. I yeah, think I, I said Geostorm because of that movie with Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's it's other like, people. Go ahead. It took, it took me a moment because I'm going like, I think I know. Okay, yeah, I do remember that there's a character like that. Yeah, I'm kind of missing a big detective and someone who can handle Supernatural and a scrapper, but, you know, a street-level person. But I think Hawkgirl kind of covers. She she has been, she did a bunch of detective work with Hawkman in the Jeff Johns run, and she has street-level smarts, and I think that kind of covers that. I think a lot of the magic... Um, and you know, otherworldly stuff is covered. Outer space is covered, and you have two leaders there easily because Doctor Fate led JSA for a long time. But Hal really is just someone that people can look up to, and really just no fear. Yeah, well, it's like, I I just kind of look at Hal kind of being like it kind of little back to the uh, was it uh, the the one where he was partnered up with Green Arrow, and I just kind of went. I just think of him more as just a douche. Oh no! Before he, before he died, he was a douche. He was the loudmouth. He was the rebellious one. He didn't listen to common sense a lot of times. And it was when he came back from the dead with uh, um, was it rebirth? I think is what it is. Yeah. That's when they started redoing his character and made him more of a leader. And, and, and Kyle, Kyle has a not a mastery of. You know, designing creative stuff, and he has been a leader, but Hal's just really got it. And if he's taken out, we we know that there's a couple backups because I know Power Girl has led before too. So if Doctor Fate falls, then we have Power Girl. So I'm just trying to think of like chess pieces. Like, if you lose a piece, you still have another one to work with. Yeah. All right. So over to the Avengers. All right. Now I did. I do have a kind of a similar setup in a way with Avengers 2 because and especially when you come to the Marvel Universe you need to have a backup you know someone actually fighting you know the hood and some of his you know lower crime you know lower crime dickhead things that's why there's like 50 Avengers teams yeah <laughs> which I think is too much now but yeah there's they, Marvel is very liberal with using the Avengers name US so. Avengers I remember that series yeah, it's like, and they've, they've done a whole lot of stuff where they've been trying, you know, you had the, the Avengers Unity Squad, and you had, uh, dude, I'm not going to go into it, there's too many of yeah, them. Yeah, there's the but, uh, uh, Uncanny Avengers, where it's X-Men and the Avengers together. Yeah, they're really milking that for all it's worth. Yeah, so I, I did kind of look at that, and I, I did feel that, again, you would still need to have a marvel max title style black ops team who are perfectly willing to uh kill people when necessary and keep it off the books quote unquote as well as of course your face team uh and i kind of went with this in a kind of like the all new quote unquote versions the little uh, rollout that they did a couple of years back where they were taking the newer versions of classic characters and kind of throwing them out there uh-huh 
So, again, I, I will still have uh, regular, you know, our, our typical thoughts of Captain America and Iron Man. You know, they'll be, they're the legacy characters. They've, they've been around the block enough, and kind of good to have them on your team to start with. But from there, we've got uh, Braun, uh, the former totally awesome Hulk, Amadeus Cho. Okay, I was wondering uh, who the hell Braun was. I've been yeah. out of touch on Marvel for a little while. Yeah, I I was I debated what I was gonna actually just call him, or just even just call him by Cho, but uh, Braun is actually what they're calling him now. Uh, Laura Kinney's version of Wolverine, uh, the Miles Morales Spider Man. Oh, Kate someone Bishop. I know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who the last the Kate, one was. The Kate Bishop uh, Hawkeye. Uh, our current Valkyrie Jane Foster. Uh, America Chavez. And uh, Sister Grimm uh, from The Runaways. And we'll also have Lucky the Pizza Dog and Jeff the Land Shark. Oh my god, Just... you, you're you telling me characters I barely know. You really have stayed, <laughs> you stayed current because I'm lost. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. Oh, okay, Lucky the Pizza Dog and Jeff the Land Shark are mascots, let's okay. be honest. You know, oh my god, I'll have to show you Jeff the Land Shark. It's the most annoyingly adorable thing ever. But uh, yeah, so basically, again, you have your you have your uh, recognizable characters. Miles has been at, on the Avengers before, and he's got invisibility and venom blasts and shit. Uh, you do have a Hulk with Braun, even though he's not as as bulky anymore as some of the other Hulks. Uh, Kate Bishop is a great shot and also pretty decent enough uh, detective. You've got Laura Kinney, the X twenty three, the you know, clone of Wolverine, who's now Wolverine. Is Again. Wolverine dead? No, but uh, they're just call they're they're just going. There's two Wolverines. Okay. They're finally doing what they should have done before. We just say yes. You can have two characters called Wolverine. It's not going to fucking confuse anybody. Huh. One has tits, one is not. Uh. You can still, you can guess which one is which. Right. Well, I mean, they call Wolverine Logan so often that you know. Yeah. Well, even then, when when Laura Kinney was running around as Wolverine uh, at the first time they did that, they had Old Man Logan also from his little alternate universe. So you had two Wolverines running around at the same time. But, uh, you know, okay, so you have uh, Valkyrie since, you know, she's not Thor anymore, uh, but she can still sit there and do Thor-level stuff. You know, it's good to have Jane Foster, who's also been on the Avengers. And then about the only one that you have that's... Uh, the two that are kind of... They've been on teams, but they're not... I don't want to go, like, not necessarily the most team players who kind of need to be doing this. Like, you have Nico Moreau. Uh, Moreau I can't say her last name. Sister Grimm. Uh, she's, she's got magic. And then you've got America Chavez, who's got, you know, your speed, flight, invulnerability... And it can actually transport people around. That's that's pretty fucking that's pretty fucking helpful, isn't it? I don't know who that is. But uh, she's actually gonna be in the uh, new Doctor Strange movie. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. They were talking about how you know the the writer the creator wasn't getting any credit for it. Yeah, like with any of these guys, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, so now for the little little Wetworks team. Uh, Falcon would be leading it. Then you got, of course, the most some of the most obvious ones: Black Widow and uh, the Winter Soldier. 
Uh, I'd also have Mockingbird on this team because you know she's a fucking spy. Uh, Wasp, uh, Nadia Van Dyne, who was raised in the Red Room and uh, can do all the stuff that Wasp can do, but also beat the shit out of people like uh, like Black Widow can, and she's wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart, eh? Yeah, and then I can't remember if he's alive or not at this point in time, so I'm just going to uh, say we'll just pull him from it's not canonical. We'll just pull him back in time, and we'll have uh, Agent Venom. The Flash Thompson. Oh, okay. I forgot about that one, yeah. So, yeah, I think that that would both... Uh, if you're going to have a bunch of people who can uh, do sneaky shit and uh, keep it quiet... Yeah. Well, now, this this helps that you built different style of teams because I, I it's going to be impossible for me to build an X-Men team just with seven people, so I'm going to have to build multiple teams. <laughs> um, is your list done? Uh, that is my list. Okay. So, again, I only went with seven people, and it was torture. I have a lot of crossed out. I'll tell you who I crossed out. Iron Man, Wasp, and Hercules. <laughs> Actually, Hercules, I, I was thinking about Hercules for a little bit, too. I took Hercules off because we're missing a piece of the team that we needed, and uh, that was the science part. And so I went through my list again. And so for technology and strate- you know strategies, military uh, liaison, I went with War Machine. Okay. Um, as their leader and intergalactic specialist, Captain Marvel, the Carol Danvers. I know there's been a lot of Captain Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> um, for you know lower level uh, groundwork and uh, also uh, highly underrated as a leader because he led the West Coast Avengers and the Thunderbolts and Hawkeye. Um, for science and just all around great agility and strength, we have the Beast. Um, and I'm picking the uh, Kurt Busiek. I think it was Busiek and uh, George, um, fuck, my brain left, Perez version of Wonder Man when he was kind of the ionic, hard to, he could make contact but people couldn't really touch him and he could kind of phase in and phase out. Um, I thought that version of Wonder Man was great. Um, I think he's another guy where no one's ever really been able to pin down what they want to do with him because they're always, you know, killing him off and changing the costumes and it's like the Wasp. I feel like a lot of creators have no idea what to do with them, but Busiek, or Busiek, whatever you say his name, really did a good job. Um, for uh, spy work, you know, like for dangerous missions, we have Spider-Woman. Um, okay. And then for backup leader and a master of everything mystic is Doctor Strange. Strange is dead. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well, I was just chosen. I wasn't saying that any of these people are currently anything. Oh, I, was I just know. Choosing all time. I know. Oh. Well, I mean, literally, this only happened like a couple of months back, too. Right so. when the movie's coming out. Smart move, dummies. Uh, didn't they? Didn't he die know. before? And Brother Voodoo had to take over as Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, and they'll they'll bring they'll, they're going to bring him back. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. There's uh, no way they're going to throw that away. Yeah, it's currently, I think it's uh, Clea is now the Sorcerer Supreme. The actress, Clea Duvall? <laughs> Wait, Clea yeah. the lady from the commercials in the 90s? Hi, Miss Clea. <laughs> yeah, I trust her. <laughs> All right, so obviously my team wasn't as elaborate, but we're going to go into other teams later, and I'll probably pick up some of those. Like, I'm sure, like I said, there's a way to build teams out of like some of the more obscure ones, like Defenders and champions and heroes for hire and stuff like that and build a really great team you know that's kind of 
when when we started working on this, I'd been reading the one of the more recent Heroes for Higher runs, and that's kind of where, like like I mentioned with uh, like Global Frequency, the idea of a team that you can kind of just you call up when needed. And I'm going, yeah, you know what? It would be you would be kind of advantageous to have have a team that's a little more fluid yeah. in, in what you got than well, just necessarily... I haven't read Heroes for Hire since the, what is the Daughters of the Dragon got the team away from Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they were too busy with uh, with um, Avengers and they had like Shang-Chi and Paladin and a bunch of other people. That run was great. Yeah, it's like, it, the, uh, the one I was reading was like I think 2011 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's the one that I'm reading, yeah. Yeah, that's that was pretty good. I also really wanted to add Nova, but I already, like I said, I only had seven spaces, so I could only use one cosmic person, basically, so I did not go with Nova. The, the Raw, was it Robbie Reed? Ronnie Reed? No, that's fucking yeah, Firestorm. Well, Who am I thinking of? Ronnie Raymond? Yeah, ah! Richard, you have Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder, good lord. And then there's the, uh, yeah, the more recent one, uh, the younger kid. Yeah, Kennedy. he's not ready. I don't think he's ready for the Avengers in any way. Um, he was on the Avengers. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other team I just remembered? That the, Oh, oh New Warriors. You know, there's all these obscure teams that kind of bounced around for a while that you could build great teams with, but you couldn't necessarily do a whole episode about the New Warriors because there's only like 12 of them at most. So, And everybody's going to choose Night Thrasher, the name that sounds like he's playing with himself in bed. Um, and I read some of those New Warriors uh, issues recently. Yeah. Oh, they're not that good. I, am I wrong in thinking that Mark Bagley only got hired because he was so insanely fast that he could do two or three comics a month? Because I never thought his art was that great. Is that blasphemy? Yeah. No, no, I could, I could probably agree with you on that. He was that, so cause... popular for a while there because he was doing, like, he was doing night, uh, uh, New Warriors, he was doing uh, Darkhawk, I think, uh, Spider-Man, then Ultimate Spider-Man, and then uh, Thunderbolts, and it's just like he was so ubiquitous for a while. I didn't get his appeal, but, you know, I also like weirdo uh, artists that nobody really cares about or remembers, like Alex Sabiak. <laughs> well, that was a fun discussion. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely do it. We got to do the X-Men next. And that's going to be like a whole episode because there's so many offshoots. Who do we who do we pair with the, the X Men? Teen Titans. Yeah, that'd be hard to say. No, because I mean, oh. if you did the the closest thing you could say for that would be the New Mutants would be the Teen Titans. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But New Mutants and in, including X Force. What do you do? And, yeah, and Generation X. Yeah. See, that it becomes there's too many teams for X Men. Yeah, I almost feel like. God, I feel like we have to. We, let's just do this. Let's just. Do you want to do a whole episode of just X teams or? How do yeah, you I think do? I think that'd be I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, because we'll have like the young upstarts, the ones who are like you know just starting out, and then you have like the the, the elite team, the ones that are doing the big stuff, and then you have like the lower level kind of under the ground kind of teams. Yeah, although you'll have to bone up on. Uh, I will. The last the, the last thing I remember of the X Men was the Joss Whedon run. Oh God. That's like 20 years. I know, I know. If you ask me about, hey, who are the current X-Men, I'd be like, Marrow and Maggot. <laughs> That's so far behind. <laughs> I swear. Oh. <laughs> All right, where can we find you on the internet? All right, I am still on Twitter, uh, musician, M-Y-U-Z-I-S-H-I-O-N. I haven't done Twitch in a while. Maybe I will do that again someday. 
I still have to beat uh, I still have to beat the game that I'm playing. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I lied. I can't stay away from Twitter. Obviously, I lasted a whole three days. So last time I said that I quit Twitter, I was full of it. I just missed my friends. Um, so it's still on Twitter, Facebook, all the podcast hosts has hit rewind. And that is it, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode and have a good whatever. See you all later. <laughs>